up, nerds? ESPN Plus, the ESPN app. But this was a lost season for the Jets. I did not see a single thing this year that makes you excited to build upon. You, you hired somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop! Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9 The Game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. My name is Travis Sparks, and I cheer for Illinois athletics, and I obviously do not deserve good things. And Eric Fry. I have honestly no idea. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in to another day, to another edition of the Started Lineup. You're on a 98.9 The Game ESPN Radio. We're live in a studio in the Jack FM 98.9 The Game Studios. Sure, Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, hanging out with you for the next hour or so here on Trust Show Radio. Of course, whatever we don't get to here in the Trust Show Hour, we'll get into in the podcast. Of course, you can find that podcast wherever you find your favorite pods, iTunes, Spotify, our website, fmradio.com, and SoundCloud as well. It's Wednesday. You know what that means, and it's January 18th, 2023. We just keep moseying on here in January, and coming up for you, we got a good show lined up for you, as always, here on this Wednesday, and coming up, we'll be talking about some local sports from last night, taking a look at that and what's on tap for today and tonight, and we'll also hit up on some college basketball as well. We'll hit up on some NFL news and the notes from around the league yesterday. We'll see if anything came from that interview with Aaron Rodgers. It was mm-hmm. Roger, Aaron Rodgers Tuesday on the Pat McAfee show. And we'll also take a look at the NBA, NHL as well, national sports-wise. And also, uh, we haven't even really dove into this at all, but uh, we'll take a look at the local level and we'll take a look at uh, some subsectionals today where our uh, local teams are in the subsectionals for the uh, postseason. And we'll hit on as many as we can get to we'll get to the boys and uh, girls hopefully uh, all here uh, today and uh, you know seeds probably will be coming out uh, next month so, yeah very uh, soon very soon we do know the teams that are involved in the uh, subsectionals just and the host sites of the regionals but uh, still don't know the uh, seedings quite yet but we'll uh, take a look at that really for the first time we haven't really dove too far into it 
into the show. We've done it a little bit off the air in between us, but uh, we'll, we'll take a look at him uh, coming up here in a, a little bit. And like I said, whatever we don't go, get to here in the Trussell Show, we get to in the uh, podcast. So we got a lot to get to here on this Wednesday. So uh, let's uh, get this rolling and let's get this show on the road. And let's head it up with First Things First. Before we get into the show. First Things First. And we're starting in local sports uh, today. Let's just go right at it, right from the top and get to the schedule. That happened last night in boys and girls basketball from the local area. And uh, alphabetic order would uh, say uh, that we would go with Altamont and also go with the victorious Indians as well as, unfortunately, uh, Cumberland uh, fell last night. That we'll take a look into uh, coming up here in just a second. But uh, Altamont, I wrote on my story they escaped with yes. a 72 of 46 win. And you look at that, you're like, Travis, come on. 72 46. That was a, a 26 point game. And you're saying escapes? Yes. Uh, that would be a perfect way to describe it as the Bobcats. They came out and they came to a play last night as they were not going into a rollover uh, for the uh, Indians. And so uh, Coach Thompson had the boys ready to uh, play, and that's exactly uh, what they did. Now, Altamonte did come out and they scored the first uh, five points of the game and thought, okay, well, you know, it was uh, about a minute or so uh, to get into it, or maybe it wasn't quite that long, but. Uh, you know, okay, five nothing. Altamont will will just do what they're supposed to do and roll here. Well, the CHBC came back immediately after that, and uh, they uh, tied the game there at a five. And then finally, uh, Altamont would get it going from beyond the arc to kind of get some uh, breathing room between them and the Bobcats. Uh, there at half, including uh, Jared Hamer. He had a, a couple of uh, threes in the, the uh, opening uh, quarter. Again, a guy that doesn't shoot the ball a lot, but mm-hmm. uh, he did last night, and he had some open shots, and he uh, knocked them down there. Uh, Clayton Wojcik for the uh, Bobcats uh, he kept uh, them in it as uh, he had six in the quarter in his own right, but he did it with uh, all uh, field goals rather than just uh, straight threes. But uh, CHBC then trailed 18-11 to 11 after the opening quarter, but then uh, the Bobcats came out strong in uh, the uh, second quarter, and uh, Carter Bain came off the bench, and he had a couple of big threes, including uh, one to give CHBC their first lead of the game, 21-20, and then they kind of traded the lead back and forth from there, and uh, Mason Robinson would step up and make another three near the end of the quarter to give them only a three-point lead at halftime, and you could tell that Altamont was going in uh, the uh, halftime break with a little frustration and uh, CHBC was just going in uh, with a lot of confidence and uh, you know as long as that game went there in the first half you could just tell the confidence was growing mm-hmm. in the Bobcats so they were starting hitting their threes and they're like well alright maybe we can do this maybe we can uh, pull off uh, this upset and uh, that was the thing that uh, was kind of the vibes that I got uh, from last night that you know Altamont kind of just came in and they just showed up and uh, CHBC uh, at least in the first half came out to play. Yeah, they did, and you know I, I, maybe it was could it possibly Travis be a little bit of Altamont um, looking as you mentioned, you know the seeds 
for the NTC tournament, seeing where they were at and saying, all right, yeah. we got this. Yeah. And it's definitely what it looked like. It, it definitely seemed that way. And, and, you know, credit to Count Harry Beecher City. Like I said, they came to play. Mm-hmm. Altamont that first half did not. Now, tale of two halves. Yeah, it was. Obviously. Uh, as the second half, Altamont thoroughly showed up mm-hmm. and did what they were supposed to do. Right. But, you know, to me, that gives me slight pause for Altamont of what happened in that first half and how do you not have it happen again, especially if you see the CHBC team a little bit later on next week. Right, yeah. It could uh, certainly work out that way. The winner of Nioga and CHBC to open up the NTC tournament would take on uh, the number one seed, uh, Altamont. And I said maybe this was a good thing that it's kind of a cold uh, splash to the face of water. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just kind of butchered Butchered okay. that. I got you. Uh, but I you know what I mean. What you, you, yeah. you know what I mean. Uh, but this is maybe the, the best thing for him to not uh, come in and take any team uh, lightly. And uh, so, yeah, they finally got to go in there in the second half. It was kind of an odd way to uh, start the second half. As I mentioned on the broadcast, I don't know if I've seen uh, three total technicals this season. And there was three technicals in the game last night, including Coach Niebergi picking up a, a couple of technicals. And with two technicals, you're automatically sent mm-hmm. back uh, to uh, the old locker room there. And, of course, you know, if you've ever seen a coach, a coach on the sidelines, you can get uh, animated. But uh, nothing really uh, over the top last night didn't get angry at all I don't know what he said uh, to the officials but they uh, teed him up twice and so uh, coach Cole took over from from that point on and uh, luckily uh, Callum stepped to the free throw line and he had uh, four free throw attempts and he only made one of them so that was kind of the big momentum swing that could have been Mm -hmm. a big swing for CHBC's way they could have taken the lead at that point but they only made one of the four free throws uh, there and then there from there, Altamont finally got it going. So maybe it was a little bit of a, of a spark and a wake-up call. Uh, Robinson did put the team on his back. He had 10 points there in the third quarter to get him going. And uh, I want to say a smooth sailing from there, but it was definitely a smoother seas than it was yes. in the uh, first half. So uh, Altamont would go on to win 72-46, but a lot closer game. And then the final score uh, would indicate. So uh, Altamont – Said that the win streak continued, but this win just felt a little differently uh, last night. A little subdued feeling in the gym uh, after the game, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, maybe this is what you needed. Maybe this is what Altamont needed to say, hey, they're not all going to be easy. Mm-hmm. You, you've been on quite a roll recently, but they've been some pretty easy wins lately. Right. There's going to be teams specifically, again, talking next week that are going to want your best. Right. Yeah, if you slip up in the tournament, you go to the consolation side. Well, and here's the other thing, Travis, and and you would know this because you're more of the Altamont basketball guy than I am. Usually in the tournament, I remember Altamont being seated second, third, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. When was the last time they were the one? Hmm. That is a good question. They're the ones everyone's gunning for. Usually it's St. Anthony. Maybe right. one year it'll be a Neoga. Maybe North Clay gets in there. Very rarely, it feels like, is it Altamont when it comes time for tournament time. Right, yeah. Yeah, you usually just pencil in St. Anthony yeah. as the number one. Now Altamont has that target on their back. Right. And everyone in the NTC is gunning for them. 
Right. Yeah, they already have a target on their back being the, the host school of the mm-hmm. tournament every year. And also they're the defending champs as well. Yep. So yep. Uh, a lot of targets being put on the back. And now that they've got this win streak up where they have it, there's a lot of teams that will boost a lot of confidence to end that win streak for Altamont. Right. Yeah, it would have been huge for CHC yeah. to pull it off. Uh, last night, and I thought they might do it there in the the first half, but uh, Altamont does continue that win streak. It's at 11 now, and they are 16 and three overall, and four and zero in the NTC. And they don't have a game uh, until uh, next Tuesday, so uh, that's the other thing. Like maybe you want to come mm-hmm. back on the floor on Friday to mm-hmm. get this uh, out of the way and yep. this performance last night, but uh, you're not going to be able to. You're going to sit and kind of fester on that. You are, and not only that, but you're also going to be, you know. There's got to be something in the back of your mind saying what happened in that first half. And if you're counting here at Beecher City, you have to be thinking, what did we do in that first half and how can we maintain it throughout the whole game? Right. Because if they get by Nioga, they know they have another matchup with Altamont. Mm -hmm. They have figured it out more so than any real NTC team that Altamont's faced this year for that first half. Right. They... Figured it out, whatever it was. Was it Altamont's lack of maybe looking past? We don't know. But there was something that CHBC figured out in that first half that had Altamont on the ropes. Right, yeah. And you know every other team in the NTC is looking at that. Yeah. Um, and uh, the Bobcats fall to 6-13, and 13 and now they're 0-4 in the NTC, and they'll have another opportunity uh, before a Monday to uh, pick up a, a win in the NTC as they'll take out South Central on a Friday before the uh, tournament uh, begins. So uh, Altamont pulls it out last night in uh, the uh, second half, and unfortunately Cumberland could not do the same as uh, they fell to Oka Valley uh, last night as only a one-point lead after one quarter for Oka Valley, mm-hmm. and then they kind of stretched it out there in the middle quarters, it seems like, and Oka Valley ended up beating the Pirates last night. Yeah, Cumberland came out flat. They trailed 7 nothing. Coach took a timeout, stormed back, tied the game up at 7. Cumberland took a 9-7 lead. Uh, they led 11-9 late in that first quarter, but Oka Valley had a buzzer-beater uh, three buzzer beater. at the end of the quarter to take a one-point lead, and from that moment on, Cumberland never led. The rest of the yeah. game, they never tied. They were not close. I think that three-pointer kind of sucked all the energy out of the room, and Cumberland could not respond. Uh, they were outscored the second quarter 15-7. to They were outscored in the third 14-5. to The offense went away. The rebounding went away. And the turnovers, 21 turnovers, Travis, 18 mm. rebounds for the Pirates. You're not going to win a lot of games when those are your numbers. No. And the, the bad thing is Cumberland actually shot the belt de- ball decently. 44%, 22% from three. They were 8-13 from the free throw line. You'll take those numbers on a normal day. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for the Pirates, uh, they just couldn't get enough against uh, Okaw Valley. And, you know, this Okaw Valley team is now riding a little four-game win streak of their own. Uh, they're I say they're playing pretty good. Yeah, they are, and they're healthy. That's the thing. When Cumberland beat – Okaw Valley back at Vandalia, they were missing uh, one of their their key players was Okaw Valley, and that's uh, Brett Liebarger, as he had 13 points and three rebounds last night. He didn't play in that game um, in Vandalia. Played last night mm. and uh, definitely had a, a big game there. But I did want to point out, and me and Coach talked about this a little bit, uh, Zach Harmon, freshman, coming in for Cumberland, had nine points and five rebounds off the bench 
for the Pirates, third most points in the game. And as I was talking with Coach after the game, he said, yeah, I put Zach in because I wasn't happy with what Gavin Hendricks was doing. So I it, I put Zach in to just kind of give Hendricks some time for me to talk to him, and Zach came out and put four, four points up quickly. And he's like, so at that point, with Jackson Bolt being out, Mm-hmm. I would expect Harmon to get a little bit more time in the rotation based on his performance last night heading into conference tournament play sure. this Saturday uh, when Cumberland takes on Arcola. So, uh, luckily, the way the tournament fell, and we'll talk more about that in a little bit, I don't think we'll have to worry about seeing Okaw Valley for a third time this year. But you never know. You never you know. You never know. Yep. Uh, that's true. You never know how a uh, conference tournament uh, yes. will uh, shake out. So, uh, Cumberland fell to a nine and eleven on the season and two and three in uh, conference play. As uh, you mentioned out to me that you know twenty one turnovers. Yeah. Uh, last night was uh, also uh, the issue for the Pirates. Oh, yeah, yeah twenty one well. turnovers. Mm. Um, some of them unforced. Okaw Valley plays a full court pressure zone defense, and all season long. Cumberland can't figure out the zone. Mm-hmm. They they just turn the ball over or they just stand around and shoot threes. And last night they couldn't figure out that zone either. Mm. So, uh, yeah, so uh, Cumberland will uh, try to uh, get hot in the uh, conference tournament, wasn't it, a couple of years ago? Or was that yeah. the, the girls' team or Cumberland went on a little bit of a run in the conference tournament? They did. Uh, there. Yeah, and they won it. The first year of the conference. Oh, yeah. Was that the the clip? Yes, for, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> absolutely it was. You know it was. Okay, it's coming back to me now. Yeah, they it's were, I think, the five or six in that tournament and went on a, a winning streak yeah, and ended up getting went on a run. And, and winning the tournament. So it's not out of the realm of possibility, but this sure. team doesn't feel like that team. Mm-hmm. This team feels like a team that's still kind of a ship without a rudder. They just kind of are going in a direction whether it's the right one or the wrong one they're just kind of going mm-hmm. and uh, they got it they got to get something figured out here because uh, we're getting close to the end of the season ah pirate ship ah, you like what i did there <laughs> i did i definitely uh, see what you did there uh for sure so uh games on our airwaves uh last night the one and one altamont picked up the win but uh, cumberland unfortunately uh fell last night so uh, those are the two games that we were at. Uh, coming up, we'll uh, step away and we'll be back to talk some uh, other uh, local sports action from the games that we were not at, but we'll tell you about them and who won and who lost. And we'll take a schedule look at the schedule for tonight coming up next here on the starting lineup. We'll be right back to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. We need to figure out what we're going to talk about the next segment. If you served in the Vietnam, Gulf War, or post-9-11 eras, you may be eligible for expanded VA benefits. A new law, known as the PACT Act, provides disability compensation, health care, free toxic exposure screenings, and more to veterans who were exposed to toxins during their military service. You can submit a claim for your PACT Act-related benefits now. Claims received by August 10, 2023 may be paid back to August 10, 2022. Visit va.gov forward slash PACT to learn more and file your claim. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance 
at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around, talk to your friends, You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank and Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Shop limited-time deals at the Truckload Event at Lowe's. Happening now. Save big on your favorites across the store. During this event, get up to 50% off select tools and accessories. Plus, find the perfect floor tile for your home for less. Get up to 50% off select styles while you can. Head to your local Lowe's store or visit Lowe's.com to shop the Truckload Event today. Valid 1229-125 while supplies last. Selection varies by location. See Lowe's.com for details. Discount taken at time of purchase. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. You're driving along and some nimrod cuts you off. You hit the horn. (laughs) Jeez, it sounds like a goose in distress. Time to head over to eBay Motors. They have horns for every make and model, not to mention horn pads, steering wheels, wiring, and more. 122 million parts. You can even go for an upgrade. (laughs) That looks like Mr. Cutoff Man needs a new seat cover. Try eBay Motors, pal. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride. And now... Is Philip Rivers a Hall of Fame quarterback? No. No rings. And Marino's one high. Sport. <laughs> He's a Hall of Famer, thing. Travis. It's the only thing that matters. The starting lineup. He carried really bad Dolphins teams to the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, it was against the 49ers. Oh, well, that's a shame. You know, sometimes Travis just gets under my skin. Win a Super Bowl, dude. On 98.9 The Game. According to this, Travis feels that Nick Foles is a better quarterback than Philip Rivers, Jimmy McMahon, Mark Griffin, Phil Sims better, Steve Young, Joe Flacco, Ken Stabler, mm-hmm. Brad Johnson, Jeff Hosteller, Len Dawson, Force, Doug Williams, much better quarterback, Trent Dilfer, Joe Theismann. Mm-hmm. All I'm hearing are Super Bowl winners. Welcome back in to the uh, start of the lineup. Here on 98.9 The Game ESPN Radio, Travis Sparks, Eric Fry hanging out with you. Who will join the list of the quarterbacks better than Dan Marino this year? We'll find out in a few weeks. Let's take a look at uh, some uh, local sports uh, from last night uh, that didn't involve Altamana and uh, Cumberland. 
It was uh, St. Anthony is where we're starting off uh, first. It was uh, St. Anthony over uh, Flora. 52-39 was the final score uh, there. Uh, St. Anthony uh, jumped out to the 12-day lead after the first quarter. It was 24-20 to at the half and 33-29 after three. And then uh, St. Anthony closed out there with a 17-10 fourth quarter, including they were 11 for 15 from the free throw line there. So 11 of their 17 came from the charity stripe to close out there against Flora last night. Uh, Fear Day had 16 points. Wessendorf had 12. And Sehi had a 10 double-figure scorers there for the uh, Bulldogs. Uh, no double-figure scorers for the Wolves, but a couple were close in the 8-9 range. Uh, Spicer had 9 uh, points uh, there for the Wolves. Uh, St. Anthony now 14-7 and on the season. It was South Central over Nioga in an NTC clash, 62-45. South Central led 32-21 at the half and then would go on to finish things off in the second half after a strong start. Uh, Dotson had a 21 to lead the Cougars. Uh, Watwood had a 17, and that was the only double-figure scorers. Uh, Bergman was close with a 9, and I could not track down any Nioga statistics, so I do apologize for that. But uh, South Central, uh, they improved to a 14 and six on the season and now their first conference win in the NTC they're one and three and a Nioga now a six and a 14 overall and a two and four on the National Trail Conference. Final score for FEM and Dietrich. It was FEM over uh, the Maroons, 54-46 last night. Uh, FEM uh, jumped out to the 17-6 lead after the first quarter, and then it was 28-15 at the half. But the Maroons tried to come back there in the third quarter. They cut the deficit to 5, 35-30, and then uh, FEM would outscore them by three in the final quarter to go on to win. Uh, Double-figure scorers for the Hearts, uh, Gare Wolf had 15, Logan Heil with 14, and uh, Donaldson and Splector were both right there with 9. Uh, Gephardt led the way for the Maroons, he had 18. Westendorf close to double figures with 9. So FEM improves to 8-13, and 13, and Dietrich falls to 10-8 on the season. This was an important little line I uh, clash as it was Mount Carmel over Newton. 58-42 was the uh, final score there. Mount Carmel jumped out to the 14-9 lead after one quarter. They extended that out, had a good uh, second quarter, and they led 33-19 at the half. And they would finish things off there in the uh, second half. I think Newton did outscore them in the fourth quarter, but... Uh, the Aces pulled out the win. Uh, Smith led the way uh, for Mount Carmel. He had 20. Kennard had 10. And uh, Sissons was uh, knocking on the door of double figures. He had 8. And uh, Newton was led uh, by Gear. He had 14. And Wolf had 9. Nichols had 8. The big 3 uh, for the Eagles there. So uh, could win for the little line I, uh, for Mount Carmel. 18 and a 3 now and uh, they're four and one in uh, the LIC. They just picked up a win over Olney the uh, last week, so another nice win there. And uh, now Newton, five hundred in the conference, two and two, and a thirteen and seven overall. But Newton will have a chance for revenge. As uh, spoiler, they'll play each other in the conference tournament next week. Ah, so uh, we'll take a look at the little line A conference brackets on the boys' side in the Lincoln Prairie. Uh, conference brackets probably tomorrow, uh, so uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, we had a NTC clash in uh, Louisville. It was North Clay over wins with Stu Straws, 78 to a 68. Uh, it was North Clay uh, leading by four after one, 19-15. They extended that out in the second quarter. They had a 39 to 26 lead at the half. 
They extended that further in the third, but Windsor coming back, putting up a 30 spot in the fourth quarter. They outscored the Cardinals 30-23, to but North Clay built up a big lead there to still win by 10 despite those 30 points for the Hatchets in the final period. It was uh, Fleener leading the way for the Cardinals. He had 25, and Widener, he had 20 points last night. A couple other double-figure scores for North Clay. Zimdars had 14, and Booz added 11. And it was Austin Wittenberg with 25, uh, Cheney with 22, and Rinker with 10 points for the Hatchets in a losing effort. But uh, North Clay back-to-back wins now. They're 14-5, and 4-1 and one in the NTC, and uh, they are the two-seed in the conference tournament next week. And which is two straws. 16 and a 5 and 3 and 2 in the NTC now. Uh, St. Elmo Brownstown over Martinsville 57 to 44 is a St. Elmo getting out to the four point lead after one quarter and then 29 18 at the half. Uh, Martinsville made it close there in the third as is only a three point lead for SEB, but then uh, 17 to 10 they outscored Martinsville in the fourth quarter to uh, close it out. SEB was 16 for 17 from the free throw line. Uh, so good on their free throws last mm-hmm. night. Uh, Paisley, he had 22. Uh, Campbell had 15. And Atwood had 11 for uh, St. Elmo. And now they approved to 13-5 and five on the season. It was the topless over uh, Danville. Uh, 69-2048 was the final there. Uh, the topless, they had the 16-9 lead after one. A little closer in halftime, 33-27. Uh, uh, but then a big third quarter for the uh, Shoes extended that lead out. And they would go on to a win there. Uh, Brendan Niebergy had 16, including four three-pointers. Uh, Joey Niebergy had 14. And Gaddis had 12. And uh, Seamer with a double-double last night, 11 points and uh, 12 rebounds for uh, the postman for the shoes. And uh, T-Town now 15-4 and after dropping a couple games in a row there. So uh, they're back on the winning track there. Mm-hmm. Robinson picked up a nice win in the little line I as they beat Lawrenceville 59-42 last night. So Robinson now 12-8 on the season, 2-3 in the LIC. Only Lawrenceville's fourth loss of the season. Now they're 17-4 and now 3-2 in the little line I as well. It was Tuscola over Warrensburg. Latham 85-33, big winner for the Warriors there. Tuscola now 16-3, 2-1 in the Central Illinois. And uh, Warrensburg, Latham 500, 10 and 10, 1 and 2 in the CIC. It was Saragordo over Arcola, 43 to 39. Saragordo now 12 and 8 on the season and 3 and 1, most importantly, in the Lincoln Prairie. Arcola now 9 and 10 on the year and 2 and 3 in the LPC. Uh, Arthur, they defeated Villa Grove, 69 to 57. So Arthur, 9 and 11 on the season, 2 and 3 in the LPC. Villa Grove, 7 and 12 overall and 1 and 3. In the LPC, and another big win in the Little Illini as Casey. They stay undefeated in the Little Illini Conference as it's four-point winner for the Warriors over Olney, 60 to 56. So Casey improves to 13 and four, and now four and zero in the Little Illini and Olney. They are 14 and four now after the loss and three and two in the Little Illini. Back-to-back losses for. Uh, Richland County there uh, yeah. against Mount Carmel and then uh, dropping this one to Casey last night too. So uh, only kind of stumbling coming yeah, they in are. into the conference tournament. 
And uh, in the uh, McGraw Invitational Tournament there in uh, Litchfield, it was Nicomas over Father McGivney, 68-47. Greenville over Litchfield, 58-48. Civic Memorial over Hillsborough, 70-63. And uh, Triad over Mattoon, 61-33. Girls basketball last night there in Highland, it was Nashville over Belleville West. Taylorville over Hillsborough, 81-47. to and it was Oakville over Breeze Central 39 to 28 in the Little Illini Conference tournament on the championship side. It was Paris advancing to the championship game over Mount Carmel 54 to 13 was the final. So Robinson now 21 and two overall in the season. And who will they meet in the championship game? Well, it's Robinson as they defeated only 53 to 37. So championship game on a Thursday night. It's Paris versus Robinson and Robinson 16 and six on the uh, seasons, uh, maybe one of the only challengers for a Paris there in uh, the old line yes. Yes. Uh, for the two seed of Robinson. So we'll see how the championship game uh, shakes out there. Uh, and a Terre Haute South defeated Charleston in girls basketball as well, 58-14 to was the final there. Local sports schedule for today, the NTC uh, tournament continues there in uh, Beecher City on the uh, championship side. It is the number one seed in Yoga taking on the uh, nine seed of Windsor Stu Straws. And we'll see if Windsor can cook up another upset, mm-hmm. a little bit more of a taller task yes. uh, this time around than that. The nine over the eight, uh, but uh, we'll see what happens there. And uh, that action will get started, and uh, that action will begin at let's see here. This is significant because uh, 5 30 will yes. be uh, the uh, start time for uh, that one, and then uh, South Central in the consolation side of things after losing to Windsor the other day, uh, they'll take on a Dietrich who fell to uh, St. Anthony. So, and then on the other uh, top half of that, um, Bracket on the Constellation side, it's Altamont, who fell to North Clay the other day. They'll face uh, the loser of that Nioga and Windsor Stu Straws game. So second game of the day guaranteed uh, for either Nioga or Windsor. And uh, that game, of course, will be over on uh, Jack FM. And that's uh, scheduled to approximately start at 8.30. So uh, make sure you tune your radio dials in there, of course. Two other games before that could run long. I know it ran just a little that Brownstown and CHPC game caused the tip to be a little bit off mm-hmm. uh, on a Monday. But uh, tune in around there. We'll have it for you on Jack FM, either in Yoga or Windsor Stu Straws. Looking forward to uh, the tournament continuing there in Beecher City uh, tonight. Vandalia Midwinter Tournament continues there as it's FEM taking on Vandalia and Mascuta is against uh, Greenville. Little Lion Eye Conference Tournament on the Constellation side uh, tonight there at Mount Carmel. It's the seventh place game. It's Lawrenceville taking on Casey. In the Constellation Championship, it is Newton versus Marshall. And uh, the Lincoln Prairie Conference Tournament uh, continues there on the Constellation side as well as there in Cumberland. It's Argenta versus Arcola and Arthur Lovington out with Hammond against the Cater. LSA for tonight. And of course, we'll be back to report on those scores for you tomorrow. So make sure you tune in there then. Coming up here on the uh, starting lineup, we didn't, we haven't uh, dove too deeply into uh, the uh, subsectionals of a uh, postseason play. Uh, is about a month away from a uh, postseason play uh, begins, and uh, so uh, we're only a few uh, short weeks away to find out the uh, seeds. But uh, we know where the teams will be playing in their subsectionals and uh, the regional sites and the sectional sites. So uh, we'll tell you about that, and we'll get to as many as we possibly can coming up next here on the uh, starting lineup. 
the starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. This is Effingham Fire Chief Brent Yoakum. We have all heard about home fires, taking lives and destroying all that a family owns. These tragedies remind us to double check for fire safety. The Effingham Fire Department says, make sure your home has properly installed and working smoke alarms. Replace the batteries each time you change the hour on your clocks. Practice a fire escape plan. Teach children never to hide if there's a fire. In case of fires, the most important thing to do is to protect life. Get out and stay out. Uh, please sign here. Yes, my brand new laptop. I love... Oh, there is a scratch on the lid. Mom! Eight out of ten refurbished computers have something on the blink. So if this happens, call Worth Computer Repair. Martin can fix everything from your battery to your internal hard drive. And he'll come to you anywhere, anytime. Call Worth Computer Repair. 618-292-1002. That's 618-292-1002. You could save big when you bundle your home, auto, and other vehicles with Progressive. Now that we've covered something you could do, it's time for Sports Stuff You Definitely Could Not Do. You could not have turned that double play. If you think you could dive, then spin, then launch a perfect throw 120 feet, you must be forgetting that you get dizzy when you stand up too fast sometimes. If you tried to throw that hard, that would be the last thing you did with your arm before shoulder surgery. But you definitely could save big when you bundle your home, auto, and other vehicles with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, starting trouble. No one likes that. We'll get you set up for some stronger starts. You might just need a fresh charge, and we'll take care of that free of charge. But if it is time for a new battery, we've got replacement batteries that'll fit your needs, starting at just $79.99. You can learn more about our battery selection at AutoZone.com. That's what makes us America's number one battery destination. Get in zone, AutoZone. Claim based on data from the NPD Group 2021. And now, some transition buckets that resulted in dunks from Fagan. He's yes. only a freshman, and he can throw it down. And he's yes. starting. Nice. And he's Very starting. nice. The starting lineup. And jumping. He's their, their tip baller. <laughs> so, it just... It just... <laughs> On 98.9 The Game. Eric Fry Sports Center update. Travis's St. Louis Cardinals are not done possibly this offseason. They're trying to add another arm to their rotation. Ken Rosenthal reporting that St. Louis is discussing a trade for starting pitcher with the Marlins. Rosenthal added that Pablo Lopez is the top of the Cardinals wish list, but the team is also interested in Jesus Lazardo, Trevor Rogers, and Edwin Cabrera. Lopez went 10 and 10 with a 3.75 ERA and 32 starts to Miami last season while Lazardo and Cabrera also had ERAs below four. The Blackhawks overcame a two-goal deficit in a 4-3 overtime win against the Sabres at the United Center. Chicago remains last place in the Central Division with 28 points and a 12-26-4 record. They visit the Flyers tomorrow. The Bears officially introduced their new team president to the media yesterday as Kevin Warren and Chairman George McCaskey both answered questions during a press conference at Hallis Hall yesterday. McCaskey told reporters that General Manager Ryan Poles will now report directly to Warren. Meanwhile, Warren said that he will focus a lot of his energy in building a new stadium in Arlington Park. Warren was part of the leadership group that brought a new stadium to the Vikings in 2016. Warren was hired to replace Ted Phillips last week. The Chicago Cubs are bringing in some bullpen help as the team claimed relief pitcher Julian Merriweather off waivers from the Toronto Blue Jays yesterday. Merriweather went 0-3 with a 675 ERA in 26 games with the Blue Jays last season. 
Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. The game of Travis Sparks here. Eric Fry over there hitting the sports and air hits. Exactly who you want to bring in. 0-1-3, ERA. Who's that? Uh, Julian Merriweather. Oh. Pitcher who was with the Blue Jays last year that yeah. the Cubs now have. Oh. Because that's what you want. Probably not the, the Blue Jays pitcher that, that you'd want there. But. No. That's what you get. Hey, how do you feel about your uh, Cardinals looking to get a starting pitcher? Whenever I said trading to Miami's, <laughs> so you thought it was uh, you. You no. got your hopes up. No, I, I've been hearing, hearing uh, Pablo Lopez for uh, for a while now. That's don't not, talk. Don't that's talk not, to me until the deal's done. That's not the uh, the Marlins pitcher you want. No, it's not the Marlins pitcher <laughs> that we the want. One, the one not you the want one, starts with an A. Not the one that we had before. We well, had that's a, true. But that's either neither here nor there. We don't talk about that. But uh, you know, it, at least they're doing something. That's true. That's, that's uh, they're at least talking. A good move. Yeah, I, I would like uh, the move there. So, uh, all right. So uh, let's talk about uh, the uh, subsectionals for a postseason play. Uh, coming up, and uh, this is uh, fortunate because in uh, the uh, subsectional A and B in this first one that we're talking about in 1A is where both of our teams will be participating in uh, that we cover here on our family of networks, and uh, this will be in uh, the Altamont sectional, so uh, Altamont hosting the uh, sectional this year for the uh, boys' side of things. Of course, you know where the super sectional is. It's in Carbondale. Uh, they're no different there at the uh, 1A level. Uh, but the host sites for uh, subsectional A is uh, Cumberland and uh, Tuscola. They'll be hosting uh, regionals uh, this year. So uh, Cumberland going to be hosting a uh, regional this year. Yeah, I'm excited about that, Travis. Yeah, very good. You don't have to drive very far for yes. your uh, postseason uh, play in the regional play. And uh, you know where Altamont is, so... If you get there to the sectional, yeah, not too far of a drive either. No, I'll take so. both of those. Yeah, and uh, subsectional A, you got uh, this is alphabetic order. It looks like uh, yes. Arcola, uh, Beecher City, uh, Oka Valley, uh, Heritage, Casey, Chrisman, uh, Georgetown, uh, Tri County, um, Macon Meridian, Martinsville, Central A and M, uh, Neoga, uh, Windsor Stewstraws. Cumberland, Tuscola, and a Villa Grove there. Yeah, and the Cumberland and Tuscola are the two host schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were kind of talking off-air, Travis, and I'll say this again, what I said to you off-air, not a very difficult subsection. Mm-hmm. There's right. about three, maybe four teams in there I could see winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but those being Windsor, Stustros, Tuscola, obviously, I think you got to include them. Casey every year, I think you got to include them. Definitely. And with the way Okaw Valley has been playing recently, I wouldn't count them out either. Yeah, definitely uh, don't come, don't count them out for sure. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I would, I would definitely agree with those uh, three teams kind of being the favorites to uh, coming out of those uh, subsectionals and get to the regional championship uh, there in subsectional A on the. Other side of that uh, uh, sectional and subsectional B, that's where we see uh, South Central hosting a, a regional as well. And uh, Nokomis will be the other regional host mm-hmm. site there. So alphabetic order, it's Altamont, Bridgeport, Red Hill, uh, Carlisle, Centralia, Chrysler Rock, Lutheran, Cisney, Dietrich, Indenburg, FEM St. Anthony, uh, South Central, uh, North Clay, Mulberry Grove, Nokomis, Potoka, Ramsey, 
Sandoval and uh, St. Elmo and Brownstown will be there in that subsectional. And the opposite is here. This is a very, very Stacked. tough one. Stacked for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, you got Altamont in there. Uh, I'm not sure what Carlisle has done since Altamont uh, faced them, but mm-hmm. we know that uh, Chrysler Rock still undefeated. Yeah. Are yep. the are are they the Stallions? Silver uh, Streaks. I Silver think Streaks, I think, but don't Stallions. quote me on that. I want to say that, but mm-hmm. uh, St. Anthony, of course, uh, every single year you can't count them out. You can't count out South Central there, especially yep. at home. Yep. Especially what I remember in their postseason last year, North Clay, uh, they'll be there. Nakomis is good, yep. uh, too. And uh, St. Elmo Brownstown is also having a pretty yeah, solid they're playing season a good, as well. Good ball right now, yeah. yeah. So there you go. That's a tough, tough subsectional. It is pretty uh, tough. When you compare the two. But if you are a fan of either team and either of those subsectionals, a team that we've talked a lot about that's in Cumberland's Conference, that you won't have to worry about trying to get to the supersectional, and that's Decatur LSA, as they are in uh, the uh, normal supersectional. So you won't see them until you get all the way to the very, very, very end, as they're up there in the Hayworth sectional under subsectional B, along with Argenta, uh, Salt Fork, Sarah Gordo, um, St. Teresa, Farmer City, Blue Ridge, uh, teams like that. So uh, Hmm. you won't have to, if you're hoping to make a run, you won't have to go through LSA, at least until the very end. Right, yeah, so... Hey, do you see uh, quite a few people from the Lincoln Prairie yes. and teams that we talk about? That's because Lincoln there. Prairie is a huge conference in terms of miles. Hmm. It's a huge conference. Gotcha. Gotcha. So uh, that was a look at the uh, 1A uh, subsectionals. Uh, there in uh, 2A, uh, the uh, sectional is going to be hosted uh, by Newton. Mm-hmm. Of course, the 2A super sectional is there at Carbondale uh, as well. And uh, subsectional A, you got uh, Lawrenceville and Tatopolis will be uh, the host regional site. So T-Town hosting mm-hmm. a regional mm-hmm. uh, this year. And uh, subsectional A has got Arthur in it, Fairfield, Flora, uh, Hudsonville, Lawrenceville, Marshall, Mount Carmel, Newton, Paris, Robinson, Shelbyville, Sullivan, and Tatopolis uh, there. And this one is also uh, pretty tough as well. Yes, it is. A very tough uh, subsectional as well. And I don't think I can, you know, pinpoint or pick a pick a team here, Travis. Yeah, Lawrenceville, Mount Carmel, mm-hmm. Newton, Robinson. You can throw them yeah. in there for yeah. the little lineup. Tatopolis, and you, you got yeah. T-Town. Yeah. Yeah. So that that that's a very tough one as well. Um, a subsectional B uh, below them. Uh, you got a couple of uh, area teams. I see uh, all Marquette, uh, Carlinville, Gillespie, uh, Greenville, Hillsboro, Litchfield, Pena, Piasol, uh, Roxana, Salem, Staunton, Vandalia, and East Alton Wood River. And the two uh, regional sites will be uh, Litchfield and uh, Wood River mm-hmm. hosting there. So an opportunity to go to the Newton sectional. Yep, absolutely. Um, do we see anybody else in? Uh, no, I didn't see 2A? anyone else in two uh, A. Yeah, I say I didn't. Th- I didn't think so. Um, in the three A, where is FEM and Albany here? They're in the same subsectional. That's how I like it. Centralia will yep. be uh, the uh, sectional uh, site, and the super sectional there will be in uh, Springfield. In a subsectional A, we got Carbondale, Centralia, Effingham, Heron, Marion, Mascuda, Mount Vernon, Olney, and Waterloo there. Mm-hmm. And it looks like Mascuda and Mount Vernon will be the uh, two host sites. 
for this subsection. Yeah, a little bit of a drive there for Effingham, yeah. regardless of where they go. But much like we talked about in years past, yeah. Travis, the Apollo gets spread out over all of the subsectionals, as that was A, as you said. Subsectional B in that same Centralia sectional uh, has Taylorville, uh, as well as Highland, um, from some teams from around here, Civic Memorial, uh, Troy Triad. Um, and then in the Decatur MacArthur sectional, subsectional A, Matt Toon is hosting. Uh, you also got Mount Zion over there with Charleston as well. And then subsectional B, you got Lincoln, Muhammad Seymour as well in that one. So again, the Apollo gets <laughs> spread out over everywhere. That's true. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Yep. We were every year, it down. every year they do that to the the Apollo teams. They they get split up into all the different uh, s- subsectionals. Yeah, I mean, I guess that that does. This kind of makes sense. Everyone mm-hmm. is kind of spread out. They are from from the area. Kind of so. like the Lincoln Prairie. Yeah. So uh, that's a uh, look at the uh, sectionals uh, and subsectionals for the uh, boys' uh, side of things. I think we have uh, time uh, really yeah. quickly uh, yeah. to uh, look at uh, the uh, girls' do it. Uh, side of things. And uh, St. Anthony is actually going to be hosting the uh, Super Sectional mm-hmm. uh, this year. And the Casey will be uh, the uh, sectional uh, site. And we got some uh, teams in Subsectional B that a lot of area teams, NTC, yep. in there. Uh, we got Altamont, uh, Brownstown, St. Elmo, Casey, uh, County Eric Beach City, uh, Dietrich, St. Anthony, uh, South Central, North Clay, Martinsville, Neoga, Ramsey, Windsor Stu Straws, and uh, Cumberland mm-hmm. will be in that same uh, subsectional. And it looks like uh, Neoga and uh, North Clay will be uh, the uh, regional host sites for this one. And if you're a team in that subsectional, Travis, you're happy you don't see Tuscola there as they yep, are in subsectional on the A. Side, so. yeah. yeah, but I mean, man. It's still a tough one. Brownstown, Cowden, St. Anthony, uh, Neoga there too, Cumberland. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is Someone's pretty decent, decent too. Ball. Yeah, yeah. So that one's uh, kind of tough there. And uh, in uh, subsectional A, like you were talking about, uh, Arcola, Armstrong, uh, Oka Valley, Heritage, Salt Fork, Christman, Danville, Schlarman, Georgetown, Ridge Farm, uh, Tri County, uh, Macon Meridian, Central NM, and uh, Tuscola there. And it looks like the uh, host sites for this one is going to be Arcola and Salt Fork hosting regionals there. So. Uh, Yep, you got Tuscola and uh, Tri County in mm-hmm. the same subsectional uh, mm-hmm. there, and Arcola is pretty decent as well, I think. Yeah, they are. So, uh, tough regional or tough subsectional there. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Did you have any other ones? That not not one A. I did want to hit on two A real quick. Yeah, on a two A. See where the top list is. Yes. And uh, this one, uh, this will be in uh, the uh, Salem uh, Super Sectional, and uh, Pena is hosting uh, the uh, sectional. Uh, where T-Town is in subsectional B is uh, Carmine White County, Fairfield, Flora, Lawrenceville, Marshall, Mount Carmel, Newton, uh, Powell Hutt, Robinson, Salem, Tatopolis, and uh, Vandalia with uh, Carmine White County and Flora, the two regional host sites. Tough. Tough there. Yeah. But I want to now read. Can we read subsectional A? Yeah, subsectional A, the other yeah. side. Yeah. Uh, Arthlong, Tamman, Hammond, Clinton, Downs, Tri Valley, Moreau, Forsyth, Monticello, Sagamon Valley, Pena, Paris, Shelbyville, Sullivan, Tolono Unity, and Warrensburg, Latham. And I want to bring this up, Travis, because subsectional B, I think, is the tougher one of the two with Tatopolis, Vandalia, Robinson, we know is playing good ball right now. That that I think is a tougher one, and you look at Paris up in subsectional A. 
I, I'm not going to say this here on the 18th of January, but Travis, that's a walk for Paris. Yeah. I can't see I, anyone really sticking out to me. Yeah, you know, I think uh, Clinton's played some uh, good ball. They've kind of they've kind of got overshadowed a little bit by Tuscola mm-hmm. in the Central Illinois Conference. Uh, Pena is uh, pretty good. Uh, I just saw Warrensburg. I get yep. to see them making a run there, especially being the host, the site for a regional. But you're uh, not going to see them in Paris until sure. the the you know the the sectional. Also, yeah, uh, Tatopoulos and Paris have some history in yes, the uh, postseason, and uh, so they would be matching Man, up that's in what, sectional I, play, sectional finals, sectional semis, maybe. I don't know how it all works I out. I want to see it. Let's do it. I want these <laughs> brackets to come out today. Like I, I want these today so Let's I can start it. pinpointing where I'm going to be. Now, obviously, uh, the uh, girls' brackets will uh, come out a little bit sooner, um, I think maybe a week sooner right. than the uh, boys' brackets, but you know, and got not too long. I mean, only nope. a month, really, yep. kind of left in the regular season play. Uh, postseason would start in, in a month, according to, you know, what I saw from last year's uh, schedule with uh, regionals getting underway, those first regional games getting uh, underway. Uh, February 18th was what I saw. February 3rd is the online team seating deadline. Yeah. February, so. Or no, I'm sorry, February 2nd. Yeah, so it's kind of coming up quick, coming up fast. Half a month. So uh, we're always excited for a postseason, see where all these teams match yep. up. So we can't wait for the uh, brackets. And uh, speaking of uh, getting before, close. Before we get out of here real quickly, you want to hear something now that makes me sad? What's that? Two months left in the girls' basketball season. I know. The season ends March 18th. Yeah. Two months. Two months. That's it. And then we're done that's with basketball. It. Yeah. I know. It seems like it's uh, – it's here and then it's a grind when it's here but then it's over too yep. quickly but uh speaking of things that are over too quickly it seems like uh the show has flown by today and we are only here on 98 for nine for just a smidge a bit longer so we got to close out the show let's talk about college basketball coming up next the starting lineup from 98.9 the game studios we'll be right back The NFL playoffs are heating up, and the easiest way to get into all the action is with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers, join today to get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with promo code PLAY. Don't miss out. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia, and West Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming and Kansas or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. one 800 7770 stop in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY, or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. And now. Mm-hmm. But that is when ESPN News should be utilized. Yeah. Not cornhole. The starting lineup. It's pretty It's pretty awesome. Sorry, bags. Yeah, which is it? Is it bags or cornhole? Playing. I think, yeah, I, I always go bags. I always say that. On 98.9 The Game.
Welcome back in here to uh, 98.9, the uh, game ESPN Radio. The starting lineup is only here for, say, a little bit longer here on ESPN Radio. But we still got more stuff to uh, talk about in the pod. Let's close it out uh, quickly uh, talking about uh, some uh, college basketball from uh, last night. The number one team in the country took care of business over Tulane. They won by 20, 80 to 60. Uh, number two team in the country goes down in overtime. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. No, not in Manhattan last night. It was Kansas State storming the court. They beat their in-state rival 83-82. So number 13 over, number two at Kansas there last night. What a scene in Manhattan last night. Yeah, it was. Uh, Good job on them. For sure. Uh, Number four, Alabama over Vanderbilt, 78-66. It was Iowa State taking down number seven, Texas, 78-67. Number nine, Tennessee uh, over Mississippi State, 70-59. Number 19, Clemson goes down to uh, Wake Forest. And uh, Wake Forest, 10-0 at home. So that's uh, pretty cool. Mm -hmm. 87-77 was the final there. Number 21, Baylor over Texas Tech, 81-74 last night. And uh, no egregiousness in the uh, Big Ten last night. I didn't hear anything about uh, some bad calls. But uh, Wisconsin won by three over Penn State, 63-60 to there in that one. So uh, Wisconsin 4-3 and in the Big Ten at 12-5 overall. And uh, Penn State falls to three and four in the conference, and twelve and a six overall in that one. So, um, a missed shot there at the very end by Penn State to tie the game. Uh, games going on uh, tonight here on uh, college basketball in uh, the uh, uh, top twenty-five action uh, tonight. We got number fifteen UConn against Seton Hall, Virginia Tech against number ten Virginia. Number 14, TCU against West Virginia. 16, Auburn against LSU. Uh, Number 8, Xavier against DePaul. 22, Providence against 20, Marquette. 25, Arkansas against Missouri. And uh, in the Big Ten uh, tonight, uh, supposed to be a couple games, but Ohio State squaring off against Nebraska. But then uh, Northwestern was supposed to square off against Iowa tonight. But that game has been uh, postponed. I didn't see if it was canceled or forfeited or whatnot, but I just see it postponed here on ESPN as apparently I know some girls' programs are going through some stuff where they can't uh, field a roster, enough healthy players, and I guess that's what's happening with Northwestern is uh, they don't have enough eligible players. The minimum, I think, is like seven, and they don't have enough. So uh, they're dealing with injuries, plus they're still dealing with the C word there. Yeah, in 2023, we're still talking about COVID. I I guess that's uh, also a factor as well. So that game's postponed tonight, unfortunately, for the Wildcats. But I also wanted to, uh, one thing uh, when we get out of here, a big game in Champaign tonight, the biggest game in women's basketball history since 2000. It's number six, Indiana, coming to Champaign tonight against number 21, Illinois. Hope the uh, State Farm Center is uh, packed. Unfortunately, I will be uh, have work obligations here, and uh, I will not be going to uh, the game. $5 tickets there at the State Farm Center tonight against uh, Indiana. Indiana and uh, so uh, hopefully uh, the uh, women's basketball team and coach green can pull out a win over the Hoosiers just like hopefully the guys team will do 
uh, tomorrow. We'll talk about that guys game uh, coming up uh, tomorrow, and uh, we'll be back to recap the girls tournament uh, tonight there at the uh, NTC. That's where I'll be holding things down, and uh, so uh, check that out. And we'll be back for you tomorrow, but coming up next here on ESPN Radio is uh, Fitz and Harry. Enjoy. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in uh, to overtime of the uh, starting lineup. It's uh, Travis Sparks, Eric Fry still hanging out with you. Coming up, we still got uh, more stuff to uh, talk about, more stuff to uh, clean up from the, the treasure hour. Got some NFL news and uh, note hits. Also got some NBA, NHL, national sports to uh, talk about. And Eric's got some racing news yeah. as well on the way. So mm-hmm. stick around uh, for that. And uh, before we get to any of that, is there anything on sports or anything that you want to clean up? Yeah. Uh, according to ESPN Indianapolis, the Colts has put in a request to interview Dallas defensive coordinator Dan Quinn. The Cowboys DC is scheduled to interview with the Denver Broncos on Friday. After interviewing with the Colts last week, Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson has informed teams that he's staying in Detroit. Uh, you want to talk about uh, Mr. Rogers? Yeah. In his neighborhood. As uh, Aaron Rodgers appeared on the Pat McAfee show yesterday and said he thinks he can win at a high level in the right situation. He went on to say, quote, if they want to go younger and think Jordan is ready to go, then that might be the way they want to go. If that's the case and I still want to play, then there's really only one option, right? That's to play somewhere else. 39-year-old is coming off of a down season where he threw 26 touchdowns and 12 interceptions and going into year two of a $150 million contract. Right, yeah, and uh, he also uh, said uh, as well, he said, I think I can win an MVP again in the right situation. Mm -hmm. Right situation? Is that Green Bay or is that somewhere else? I'm not sure, but I don't think you should uh, shut down any opportunity. Like I said, during the season, that's got to be of both sides, actually wanting to work together moving forward, and I think there's more conversations to be had was the uh, main quote from the Pat McAfee show yesterday. And it uh, certainly sounds like a guy that will not be retiring, yeah. but it certainly sounds like uh, a guy that's one foot out the door. It sounds to me like a whole lot of nothing. I know. They're talking about subliminal messages and just kind of come out and say. Yes. Just come out and say it without subliminally saying We're anything. We're so tired of all this. Yeah. Like, just both sides. Green Bay, come out and say Aaron Rodgers is not coming back next year. All right. We're actively looking to trade him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I really think from a Packers standpoint, it's kind of uh, they're at the mercy of uh, Rodgers at this point. I, I think that, you know, Packers, I think, would like to have him back. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know. I don't know. think Jordan Love is ready. Yeah. I don't know if he'll ever be ready, to be honest. Right. Yeah, no. So. Right, they're they're not they're not the type of organization to or rebuild, no, or anything like that. So, I think they would love him to have it back. It's just, you know, whether Rogers wants to be back in in that situation. I mean, yeah, he did sign that contract, yeah, uh, but I thought it was like 
he he could have some opt outs. I don't know. Here. I don't know. But I haven't seen really anything or reported on that. Leave the memories alone. Yeah, leave the memories alone. Let it be the last memory of Aaron Rodgers be getting picked off by U of I alum Kirby Joseph. There you go. And that's your last memory in a Green Bay Packer uniform. Yeah. No better than Brett Favre. Yeah. Only won one Super Bowl. At least Brett Favre got to multiple Super Bowls. Mm. Two. I only got to one. That'd be one against the Patriots, and he lost to John Elway. That's the right. Broncos. I always forget losing to John Elway. Yep. That's true. Yep. That was it. Yep. yep. That was it. All right. Well, let's keep going on in here on Sports Center. The Chargers are parting away with a few members of their coaching staff. Not who you think. Los Angeles announced Tuesday that it fired its offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi, and quarterbacks coach Shane Day. The decision comes after the team blew a 27-point lead to the Jags in the AFC wildcard round. Lombardi and Day both joined the Chargers coaching staff in 2021. Head coach Brandon Staley appears to be returning next season after leading Los Angeles to a 19-15 and regular season record over two seasons. I'm sorry, Travis. It's not the offensive coordinator, and it's not the quarterback's coach who gave up a 27 nothing lead. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. It, does, it doesn't make sense. It makes zero sense. But. Speaking of things that didn't make sense, remember we told you uh, that the Titans fired their general manager while their search is over as ESPN reports that Rand Carthon has been hired to become Tennessee's GM on Tuesday, the 44. Former 49ers director of player personnel interviewed for the job last Friday and will take over for John Robinson, who was fired back in November. Uh, Carthen has 15 years of NFL experience and played in the league as an undrafted rookie with the Colts back in 2004. 41-year-old will quickly turn his attention to free agency in the draft, where the Titans pick 11th overall. Fun fact, Tennessee never won again after they fired their GM. <laughs> Good move, getting rid of your GM middle of the season. Yeah, that's a, that's Great a fair point. Uh, a defensive uh, coordinator is heading to the Browns. ESPN reports that Cleveland has hired Jim Schwartz to be their next D.C. Schwartz spent the last two seasons with the Titans as a defensive assistant and replaces Joe Woods, who was fired last week. The 56-year-old was the defensive coordinator for the Eagles back in 2018 when they won the Super Bowl. Schwartz also held D.C. position with the Titans and Bills in his career, along with a head coaching stint with the Lions from 09 to 2013. Police say that the SUV carrying four members of the University of Georgia football program was exceeding the speed limit before hitting a curb and leaving the road. Football player Devin Wilcox and uh, staff member Chandler LaCroix both died in the accident with two others injured. The crash report from the athens Clark County Police Department found that LaCroix, quote, failed to navigate, negotiate a left curve, which led to the vehicle hitting a curb, leaving the roadway before eventually striking a power pole and another utility pole. Wilcock was ejected from the vehicle and died at the scene with LaCroix being pronounced dead at a local hospital. Michigan co-offensive coordinator Matt Weiss is on paid leave amid a police investigation. ESPN reports police are looking into a potential computer crime that happened in December at the team's football facility. No additional information has been released as the case is ongoing. Weiss had just finished his second season as an assistant coach at Michigan. What? A scandal with Michigan? No. 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 
Never. And finally, Travis, did you know that the Australian Open is going on? I did not until last night. It is going on. It's the first uh, major without uh, Serena or Roger Federer. That's why Mm -hmm. not a lot of people know about it. But one thing that did happen is that Mackenzie McDonald, the American, beat top-seeded. Yeah, exactly. Rafael Nadal in straight sets to stun the tennis world. Nadal struggled after suffering an apparent injury in the match. Yeah, you can use that. USA, all the way, we're winning down under, baby. I say it doesn't have Roger Federer or <laughs> Serena Williams, and it also doesn't have Rafael Nadal now. Nope. Which means Jokic will be walking and strolling to the finals. Yeah. And that is your Sports Center update. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Huh. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew the Australian Open was going on? And I was like, oh. Got some breaking news on uh, on my ESPN app last night, and I was like, "What is going on at this time?" That's never good news. <laughs> oh no, it's just the Australian Open. Uh, just it's only the Australian Open. No, just the Australian Open. Nothing to see nothing here. Nothing major. No, it's not. It's not a, a Grand Slam or anything. No, nothing to see here. The first major of the year. Just, just move on. And uh, we'll move on to uh, the NBA. Not a lot happening in the NBA last night either. Only four games in the association, and uh, a couple of them are uh, testy as uh, tempers were flaring both in the Bucks and Spurs game. Uh, the Bucks end up winning it over the Raptors, 132-122. Uh, Drew Holiday goes off for 37 points. Uh, Brooke Lopez had to be separated uh, from uh, someone. And then in the Spurs game, uh, Markeith uh, Morris getting into it with uh, Jer- uh, Jeremy Solomon for uh, the Spurs. And the uh, Spurs end up winning that one over the Nets as Kyrie set this one out. He had a sore calf, I guess. And uh, Spurs end up winning 106 to uh, 98. There are 36 points for Mr. Johnson for the San Antonio Spurs. It was a uh, Jokic, just another night for him, another triple double, 36 points, 12 boards, 10 assists for the Joker, 122 and 113 over the uh, Blazers. And it was uh, Joel Embiid going for 41 points over the uh, Clippers. Paul George returns for LA, but it's a loss. 10-point loss for the Clippers, 122-110. 76ers pulling off the win last night. What's happening tonight? Two games on ESPN. A doubleheader is the Hawks scoring off against the uh, Mavericks. So uh, hopefully see Trey Young versus Luka. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also have the uh, Timberwolves and the Nuggets. Second game of the doubleheader there. So Joke is coming off. Triple double, see what he can do. Uh, other games going on: Wizards, Knicks tonight. They're in MSG. Hornets, Rockets, Cavaliers versus uh, Grizzlies is a good matchup there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heat and uh, Pelicans, Pacers, uh, Thunder, Clippers and the Jazz, and the Kings and the Lakers. Late night too. Saw that the situation playoffs. Kings in the yeah. fourth spot. Lakers on the outside looking in after uh, four games below 500 there. Shaq can't call them the Sacramento Queens anymore. Nope, not anymore. Not today. And uh, LeBron, of course, uh, making his way for Kareem's uh, record, uh, trying to get a little closer tonight. Let's take a look at what happened in uh, the NHL from uh, last night on the ice. It was uh, the Canadians uh, 4-1 to over the uh, Jets. 
the uh, Flyers. They beat the Ducks of five to two. High-scoring affair there in uh, Toronto as the Maple Leafs won it in overtime over the uh, Panthers, 5-2-4. You knew that the uh, over was uh, on its way to hitting when it was 3-2 after the first period. And then uh, there was 4-4 four four in uh, in regulation there as Toronto tied it up there. And uh, Maple Leafs would go on the win. Uh, the Wild, 4-2 uh, over the uh, Capitals. Uh, we had the uh, Preds over the uh, Blue Jackets, uh, two uh, two one. Nashville's back up there. That would have been nice if mm-hmm. Saros was in there, but it's back to back for the Preds. Uh, Blackhawks—they pulled off the win. Yeah, it took overtime. The win over the uh, Sabers, uh, four to three in OT. Seth Jones, defenseman, there with a game winner and his second goal of the night for Chicago. So, how about that. Yeah. Actually picking up a dub. Uh, the Coyotes, they beat the Red Wings in a shootout, 4-3. to three, And uh, Eric's Kraken uh, fell again. Mm. Back-to-back losses for Seattle. They lost 5-2 to two against Edmonton there last night in Alberta. Uh, let's see here. What's going on uh, this evening? Uh, Penguins and uh, Senators, uh, Avalanche and uh, Flames. Uh, Kadri facing his former team. Uh, the Stars and Sharks, uh, Lightning and uh, Canucks. And the uh, doubleheader tonight on uh, TNT is the uh, Bruins going up against the uh, Islanders. Good matchup there in the East. And then the second game is that Stars and uh, Sharks game. There, Stars playing uh, pretty well. Mm-hmm this year so uh that's uh the two games on a national tv uh, for the nhl sounds good tonight so let's see here i think we uh, ran through all of our uh, news and notes for the nfl in uh sports yes. center yes so i was gonna see. say the one thing i had nfl wise is that hamlin uh still recovering is at the bills facility almost daily so Mm-hmm. Great, great, great news. Yeah, it's uh, awesome. Yep. Awesome to hear. Of course, uh, the uh, divisional playoffs on uh, Saturday. Uh, the Chiefs and the uh, Jaguars, they're at 330. Uh, Chiefs, uh, eight and a half point favorites now over the Jags. Uh, the Eagles are favored by seven and a half over the Giants. And on uh, Sunday, uh, both of these uh, should be uh, great games. Of course, Cowboys of 49ers is great in the 90s. And uh, 49ers favored by four in this one. And uh, the Bills and uh, Bengals. And uh, five and a half points are the uh, Bills. And we'll see what happens uh, there. I also heard on my way back from the game last night, I think it was either it was either the Chiefs or the uh, Bills. Uh, they were putting up uh, sales for the AFC Championship game uh, already in Atlanta. You can purchase your tickets. Uh, I think that started uh, this morning there. So looking ahead much? Just a little bit, right? Hey, I know you got to get I know you got to get ready for it for the possibility, but uh so I guess you're you're open up things to uh, season ticket holders to get their hands on AFC Championship tickets. So maybe that'll be a slight motivation. Uh, for the Jags or Bengals bulletin board of material there possibly. But we'll see how it all mm-hmm. shakes out on Saturday and Sunday. Looking forward to the divisional round this weekend. 
All right, uh, so uh, the only other thing that we had here is uh, Eric's racing news. Well, I did want to point out that uh, the Mets continue their off-season spending spree as they signed Tommy Pham to a one-year $6 million deal. <laughs> that now puts them past $450 million in payroll. Tommy Pham. Tommy Pham going to the Mets to be a DH. <laughs> like Tommy Pham, how about it? Duvall signed with the Red Sox, one-year, $7 million deal. Yep. Uh, the Brewers, uh, Brian Anderson, ink a deal. But the Mets are just trying to spend their way to a title, and I'm going to laugh so hard when they get ousted in the first round. Right, I was going to say. When they become the Cardinals uh, 2.0 and win the East and then get eliminated <laughs> by the wild card team. All that, money, all that money spent, that's without signing Correa. Yeah, yeah. So it would have been even worse. Oh, man. All right. The uh, the SRX news that we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Of course, we talked about SRX. the SRX. Yes, the Superstar Racing Experience, which is Tony Stewart's <laughs> racing group. We talked about how they're going to be on ESPN this summer. Mm-hmm. And we talked about how they're going to move their races to Thursday nights instead of Saturday nights. And I mentioned how that may open things up for them mm-hmm. as far as having guest drivers come in. Well, Travis, we already have four drivers that have announced they're not going to do the whole season, but that they're going to do some points, uh, different races. Are you ready to hear these four drivers? Mm-hmm. The four drivers that have been announced include Helio Castroneves, who has done it before, won a race there, if you remember, um, last year. That's why he's trying to get a spot. Here you go. Weird world, Travis. Helio, when he won that race, said that he his next thing is he wanted to be in the Daytona 500. Mm-hmm. There are reports that he is going to possibly be in the Daytona 500 racing for the money team, which is owned by Floyd Money Mayweather. So mm-hmm. Floyd Money Mayweather with a NASCAR team driven by Elio Castroneves making his NASCAR debut in the Daytona 500. What a weird world wow. we live in. Anyways, what a world. Yes. He's the first one, but that's not the most surprising, Travis. Here, The next three are the most surprising. Clint Boyer mm-hmm. is going to come out of the broadcasting booth yeah. and get on the SRX track. Hmm. Kevin Harvick. Ah, Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick, who announced earlier this week that this year was his last season in NASCAR, a full-time season. He's going to do two races for the SRX this summer. Mm. And Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch is going to do some races for the SRX. Mm. That's huge. And those three right there are all going to be at the same race. So that's already going to be a jam-packed, star-studded affair. Yeah. Add in, you know, the guys who are there weekly, Tony Stewart, Greg Biffle, Michael Waltrip, guys who've been there in the past. So uh, mm-hmm. that could be a lot of fun. Plus, more than likely, you'll probably get Chase Elliott racing. He's racing the SRX before, won his only two starts he's ever made. Ryan Blaney raced last year in the SRX. So uh, if they keep up this Thursday thing, we talked about how this could affect NASCAR media rights. If they are successful on Thursday, and with the drivers they're getting, they're hoping to be. Because you don't sign a Kyle Busch or a Kevin Harvick to do a race if you're not expecting them to bring in some form of ratings or tickets. Mm -hmm. And the race that those three are going to be in has already sold out. Just went on sale today. Already sold out. Can't get any more tickets to it. So Mm. that's definitely... Now remember, these are short tracks, so they're not super huge. Um, but still, that's huge for the SRX. Yeah. Huge. So, two, uh, two NASCAR guys coming over. Yeah. 
SRX. I'm looking forward to it. I want to see how, you know, Kyle Busch, we know, can be a little aggressive at times. Kevin Harvick can be a little aggressive at times. I want to see how aggressive they're going to be in a series that they're never going to be back in, in cars that they don't own, in cars that they're never going to race in again, with drivers who are never going to race around again. Yeah. On a short track, on a Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Right. I'm excited. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Want to do it? Let's do it in the SRX. Also reports uh, Casey Kane could be in the SRX as well. Former NASCAR driver as well. Oh yes, so, Casey Kane. That's a name I haven't heard in forever. They're adding. They're adding. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Casey Kane, <laughs> number nine car. Right. That's right. Yeah. He, he also was in the five for a little bit for Hendrick uh, before Kyle Larson got in the five. Number five. Yep. But that's that's your SRX news. Daytona closing in on it. Uh, the the 500 will be here before we know it, and uh, the fifth is the Clash of the Coliseum. So, the just clash. a couple more weeks, and then we'll be doing NASCAR Pick'em, Travis. NASCAR Pick'em again. Yes. All starting right back up. Since we tied last year. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Tied after and, and we're, we're making changes to the rules, so yes. get prepared for that so we won't have a tie next yes, year. Yes, hopefully uh, we <laughs> will not be having a yep. tie. Never say never. Never say never. But... Also, don't forget, uh, this Friday we'll have another one of our snake draft uh, pods as yep. well. Snake draft pod uh, coming on a Friday, so yep. uh, stay tuned about the uh, topic yes. that we're going to be uh, we're hitting on. And also, uh, it's a month from now, Ooh, Eric. Yeah. XFL. Yeah. XFL's back. Hey, you know what? As long as... You're going to have a know, Super Bowl hangover? No. Nope. Nope. Not going to last too long. It's going to continue. February 18th. Is when they kick off. Pretty soon there's just going to be year-round football. When the XFL ends, doesn't the CFL kick off then at that point? We can check out some Canadian Football League and the USFL, I guess, is still yeah, a thing. I was, so was going to we'll, say, I've seen uh, commercials for that watching Fox. Throw that uh, in there. And and USFL Season 2 all right. coming at you. Yeah. <laughs> about right. that time, training camp start, so The XFL 3.0. Oh. It can't it be is. any worse, can it? No. Let's see. The first one went bankrupt. The second one was ended by a global pandemic. If they make it to the championship game, Travis, it's already a success. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that has to be their goal. Yep. And uh, this one, of course, will be on ESPN, ABC, and uh, FX uh, as well. Saw the people season. they have uh, doing the broadcast for the XFL, and uh, one of them is your favorite fits. So. I know. Yep. Jason Fitz. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. You call him in, dude, he does some jack of all trades. Might as well just call it Fitz Radio at this point instead of ESPN Radio. Yeah. I mean, uh, you might as well, and Canty and Carlin I, as well. I should be reaching out to ESPN see if we can get any of those XFL games. See if they're. Yeah, they're, see if they're, they're broadcast, be broadcast on the radio. any of those. Yeah. Hey, I mean, if you need someone to uh, cover the Blackhawks or the Battlehawks, the Battlehawks, sorry, no one wants to cover the Blackhawks. No. If you want someone to cover the Battlehawks, I'll uh, I'll gladly do it. You'll take the bullet for that one. I'll gladly bite the bullet uh, there. So, um, I think that's uh, I think that's uh, everything. I think that we've uh, cleared the deck. All right, so uh, oh we'll uh, we'll get out of here, 
And uh, we will be uh, back for you tomorrow. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for uh, downloading. Back to tomorrow to a recap and uh, recap the conference tournaments. And we'll be uh, back to uh, take a look at some more conference tournaments as well. So, again, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace.